السلام علیکم و رحمۃ اللہ وبرکاتہ If uh, you're looking for books these days, you're probably not going to a bookstore, you're going to Amazon. And if you're looking for books on metaphysics or Sufism or Hinduism or Buddhism or Christianity or Judaism, you'll find literally thousands upon thousands of books um, that are trying to explain religion and, the, and or the mystical experience. And what you'll find is a lot of these books are very complicated. They seem to make uh, the search for the truth a very complicated and convoluted Uh, experience and many of these things are really difficult to understand and one of the reasons is that people are trying to explain things that they don't understand and what I have found in my experience with people is when people know their answers are usually short and to the point and make sense people who don't know will take hours to explain something and you still won't have any idea what they're talking about. So what we need to do for ourselves in our own quest, in our own search, is focus in on things that we can understand. Focus in on things that we have experience with. Focus in on things that we've lived and endured and make that more a part of our life and broaden that aspect of our existence. Quite simply, all of us have felt love. All of us have been in a state where We were so overwhelmed by feelings of joy and love that everything else was pushed to the side. Nothing else mattered because for that moment, love was supreme. And I believe that if we can focus on love in our lives on a regular basis and make it an important part of our daily being, we will expand and learn more and more about the truth. You can't learn the truth. It's already there. It's given to you. You can't memorize the truth. You have to become the truth. And to become the truth... You have to be receptive to the truth. You have to be in a state where the truth can reside within you. So what do you need to create the space for truth to come to you? You need to be in a state of love. You need to be in a state 
that is compatible with truth. So, if you want truth to come to you, you have to be in a state where truth can dwell. And truth can dwell in a state of love. It can't dwell in a state of anger. It can't dwell in a state of hatred. It can't dwell with animosity. It can't dwell with resentment. All of these things will push truth away because there is no truth in anger. There is no truth in resentment. There is no truth in animosity. There is no truth in hatred. All of these things are antithetical to the truth. They're the opposite of the truth. They are an anathema to the truth. So, for us to begin to understand all these convoluted books, we need to bring ourselves into a state of love. And then, we don't have to read the books. Because we become attuned to the truth that's in the universe, and it comes to us. When I, within the first week of meeting my sheikh, Muhammad Rahim Baal Mahayadeen, he looked at me and said, stop reading books. Don't even read my books. He said, you have me now. Learn that way. Well, his physical presence has passed. But as we know, he was a manifestation of truth that came from the non-manifest. Well, even though he doesn't exist in the manifest, he still exists in the non-manifest. And he can bring you the truth through the non-manifest in the same way he brought it to us in the manifest. So, consciousness is not a manifest entity. Consciousness comes from the non-manifest. And the non-manifest is pure and lovely and a state of love. So, if we become pure and lovely and are in a state of love, then the manifest and the non-manifest can merge because they become compatible, because they become the same. So, we have to understand that Allah is in a state of love, in a constant state of love. And if we are to commune with Allah, we must be in a state of love. And if we are not, then our recitations are of no meaning. If we are not, then our prayers are merely words in the air. It's an exchange of breath without meaning. But what we need is an exchange of breath with meaning. An exchange of breath wherein we surrender our breath to the reality of Allah and in turn he breathes himself into us. 
And this is the state we need to be in. And we don't have to think it's too difficult for us. We don't have to believe it's impossible for us. And I have this conversation often with people who tell me, well, Bao was different. He could do that, but it's not something that we can do. And I remind them that his constant instruction to us was become like me. Now, why would he have said become like me if he did not believe that we could become like him? He did believe that we could become like him. And one of the qualities of a perfected master is that he is capable of transferring the state that he is in to the people around him. He is capable of taking the people around him to the place that he's in. And why did he come? Why do masters come? Is it to take up time and space? It's to bring people into the place that he is in. The point of this life is to become enlightened. And teachers have been sent through the millenniums to bring people to that state. So that state induces the same state in you. It's like a good virus that you can catch if you try hard enough, if you come close enough if you surrender to it enough. So, what we need to do is give up doubt. Bowie didn't speak a lot of English, but he did say, doubt is out. Because doubt will stop you from moving forward. Doubt will inflict the disease of inability in you. The disease of regret. The, the disease of fear that somehow, for some reason, unworthiness is part of our being. We need to relieve ourselves of that. We are worthy. All of Allah's creations are worthy. He created us because he wanted us to understand reality and understand the truth. He created us because he wanted us to be able to commune with him because he wanted to commune with us. So, everything has been set up for this exchange. Everything has been set up for us to become knowledgeable of our Creator. Everything has been set up for us to know our Creator. And the quick, simple path towards that is love. And Sufism is known as the path of love. If we can overwhelmingly surrender ourselves to love and integrate ourselves with love, everything else fades away.
when the baby is held by its mother, the mother ha- the baby has an inherent love for the mother that is incredibly powerful, and the baby giggles and laughs and has no worries and has no fears because it is encompassed by the mother's arms. It is held close to the mother's heart. It is within the warmth of the mother. We have to feel that way about our Creator. He always surrounds us. He always envelops us. He always brings us close to himself. And in that place, we are in a place of no fear. We are in protection. People would often tell me that when they sat with the exalted teacher, they felt protected. They felt they were in a space where nothing can happen because there was a protection that seemed to encircle the room. That protection exists at all times, in all places, if we are open to it. We are separate from everything that is not love in Allah's protection. But we have to believe that. We have to believe in the sanctity of our being and in the closeness of our being to Allah. And love creates that feeling. When we are in a state of love, all of the pettiness and the difficulty and the convoluted nature of the world falls from our shoulders. And love is all there is. So, you don't have to be able to give long explanations about metaphysics to understand the truth. All you need to be able to do is love. And we need to spend our time concentrating on love and the components of love. So, when we do our meditation, when we get to our quiet place, when we are alone and in solitude and in silence, we should be focused on love. We should be surrendered to love and we should be intending love. The beginning of all things starts with intention. And we need to intend that which is appropriate for us, that which is positive for us, and that which will advance us on the path towards understanding the truth. So, someone asked me once, people don't seem to love me. And I responded, become more lovable. So, our solution to being in a state where love exists is not about what's going on outside of ourselves. 
It's about ourselves becoming more lovable. And how do we become more lovable? Well, it's described often as becoming pure. But what is becoming pure? It's letting go of everything that we hold on to that's not lovable. All of the qualities that are self-centered, egocentric, uh, desirous of our own betterment have to be let go of. Love is empathetic. It reaches out to others and it touches others and it feels others and it's a salve for others. If you walk into a room and you are in a state of love, everyone feels it and everyone can come close to it and it heals everybody that it comes near. We need to be able to begin by healing ourselves and then healing our surroundings. And we don't have to do anything in particular to do that. We just have to be in that state because the vibration of that state is what heals. It's not us that heals. It's the vibration of that state of love that heals. And if you are in that state, the vibratory nature of what's going on inside of you will spread and have influence around you and will turn others. People who have trouble forgiving themselves when they're in the state of someone who loves them and feels that person's forgiveness helps them to forgive themselves, helps them to get over their own difficulties. So we have to become aids in this world. Aids for what? Aids to Allah's love, to spread love. And the only way you can spread love is to be love. You can't spread love by talking about love. There has to be the vibration of love. Uh, yesterday it came to me, you know, uh, the word for love in uh, Tamil is Ambu. And it's a really beautiful uh, way to greet somebody. Ambu, love. But often there's a, uh, a deceptive nature to that Ambu. It's just said because it's what you say. And it's said without real intention. And I was thinking when uh, Brutus stabbed Caesar, Caesar said, etu brute. And Brutus said, ambu. And that kind of deception exists. But it isn't love. It's an attempt at love. And it doesn't portray itself in that resonance. You can't hide who you are for too long. You can hide for a while. And people can hide from you for a while. But eventually, you'll see through them. And Bauer often said that he would see people 
often, not as their own faces, but the faces of the animals that they represented in their true being. Well, we have to make sure that the ones we represent in our true being are angels of love, are divine characteristics of love. We have to give up our posing for the world. We have to give up our need to conform culturally to the world. We have to give up the need to do what other people want us to do or what other people expect us to do. We have to just love. And we can't be told who to love because your culture will tell you you can love these people, but you can't love these people. The cultures are constantly trying to separate everybody into sections, acceptable and unacceptable. Allah created everyone. Allah created all of us. And it is our responsibility to love all of us in the way Allah loves all of us. This is the short path to the truth. This is the direct path to the truth. If we can give up everything in us that isn't love and let love rule ourselves and surrender to that love, we will find truth and we will find the way to our Lord. But we have to work at it. And we have to be able to overcome the difficulties that are thrown in our path to try and steer us away from love. There's a story of uh, the prophet, peace and blessings be upon him, who had uh, one of his neighbors every morning throwing thorns out in front of his door so that whenever he left his house, there would be thorns on the road. And one morning, the thorns weren't there. And he asked, how is so-and-so? Are they ill? Is everything all right with them? That kind of transcendence shows the true nature of love. We have to be able to transcend the slings that are thrown at us, the arrows that are shot at us, the difficulties that are brought in our path. We need to transcend them and not let them alter our intention to love. Our intention to love has to stay very strong and cannot allow itself to be moved by the vagaries of the illusions that are thrown at us from this world. And it will constantly happen. As we become more lovely, we will have more and more attempts by Satan to take us off this path. Because the more lovely you become, the more of a challenge you are to Satan and the more of an enemy you are to Satan. So, we have to understand that. 
that with love comes the respons- comes responsibility. And what is the responsibility? To love in every circumstance. Which is not an easy thing to do. But it's what we have been given as our work. It's what we have been directed to do. And we have seen examples of those who do it. And if we doubt, if we lose touch, a trick to bring us back into the state of love is to focus on one that we know who is consistent in love. Bring that from our past and bring it into our present. Because the mind can't differentiate between the past and present. So if you can bring a past feeling of love into the present, it can become your now. And then you can leave the past and you can leave the future and you can stay in that now moment of love and continue to be there. So we have to believe we have to enter into a belief system that our connection to God is possible. That it is not something distant from us. It is meant for us. It is meant to happen for us. And that is the reason that all of the stories of the prophets come to us. That all of the Ketubs come into this world. That the Walis, the friends of God, come into this world. All to bring us to that state where we become true believers. And what is a true believer? A true believer is one who believes in love and in the connection through love with Allah. That's the state we have to come to. That's the state we have to intend. That is our worship. We have to surrender love to love. And love has to become the touchstone of our lives, the most important aspect of our lives, the one consistent thing in our lives. And what keeps us from loving is something that we have to look at. And we have to look at very closely. If I love, I have to give up this. If I love, I have to give up that. Well, what's the solution? Give it up. Give it up. Surrender to it. Most, uh, many love stories, and I'm now talking about love between man and woman, if you follow the story, one of them is usually in love, and the other one is thinking about it, but there are so many complications that they have to go through in order to arrive at the place where they can join with that man or that woman. They have to worry about their career. They have to worry about social acceptance. They have to worry about cultural acceptance. They have to worry about schooling. They have to worry about money. But then there comes a time and a place in time where you either surrender and move forward in love or it'll never happen. And we always reach that point. And we're at that point every day and every moment. And at every day and every moment, we have to make that 
surrender to love in face of all of the things that tell us not to. So we have to be ready. We have to be soldiers of love. And we have to be able to march to the tune of love. And love has to become the focus and most important part of our life. Now, to those on the outside, that seems naive. And it seems weak. But to reality, that's the truth. And that's our strength. And that's what saves us. May we all be saved in love. Amen.